Hi, this is Pastor Larry Cole, and you're listening to Torchbearers. Uh, I want to thank you for joining with me today. I am really excited uh, of what I'm going to talk about. Uh, early this morning, the Lord began to speak to me a prophetic word about the days ahead. And I just want to share um, what the Holy Spirit's been, been telling me. I feel like in the next couple weeks, He's going to expound on this, maybe give me a little bit more detail. Uh, so maybe I'll, I'll do a follow-up to this podcast. So this morning, through circumstances and through the voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit, the Lord spoke to me and He said this, in the year 5782, I need my people to rest. I need my people to rest in me. So September 7th, 2021, the day uh, Rosh Hashanah in the Hebrew, which means the head of the new year, it's, it's New Year's Eve on the Hebrew calendar. So this morning the Holy Spirit told me, when that day starts, September 7th, I need my people to be in a place of rest in me. Uh, if you read in the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews mentions the word rest more than any other book in the scripture. Uh, in fact, it's about 10 times just in chapter 3 and chapter 4 that um, we are warned that we must enter into God's rest, labor to enter into that rest, do what you've got to do to get in His presence, to get your mind changed, to get your heart healed so that you can trust in the Lord, so that you can fully receive every day the, the daily bread of the presence of God and His love filling your heart. The daily bread that Jesus mentioned in the Lord's Prayer is the love of the Father. This is our daily bread. If you get that love of the Father, you will then begin to receive revelation of the Word. You'll begin to hear the Holy Spirit's voice. You'll be led by Him. You will do things for Him. You'll be witnesses for Him. Your heart will begin to believe, and, and signs and wonders will begin to follow us. So the Lord said, specifically, for the year 5782, 5782 I am going to take the people of God into my rest if they will allow me. Now, when I first heard this, I questioned it because I've been thinking there's going to be a, a great wave of chaos, turmoil, destruction, natural disasters, financial uh, failures, uh, more nations being overthrown, um, just all kinds of stuff happening in the next year. This has been my mindset. Now, the Holy Spirit did not tell me that those things were not true. What He did tell me was that there is a place of rest for His people no matter what's going on in the world, and He is warning the church. Corporately and individually, you have got to enter into that rest. You don't have a choice. This is not a byproduct of the gospel. God is trying to take His church into times and seasons that lie ahead, but if we have not entered into His rest, we will not go there. Just like in Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4, the Israelites could not go to the Promised Land. God could deliver them from Egypt. He could separate them from the things of this world, but He could only take them into the wilderness. Friend, 
I'm tired of being in the wilderness. I'm ready to go into the promised land. I'm ready to experience more of the fruit that God promised me, some of it decades ago. I'm ready to walk in the fullness of God's blessings. But unless I enter into that rest, I will not see it. So this is a warning from God. Where we are going in the near future, the entire earth, this is not um, a choice that we have to make. The earth is moving, time is moving, and you cannot escape it. So we need to get our hearts filled with the love of God. We need to get the fear of man and the fear of events off of our lives so that we can begin to walk with God as the people of God. It's not time to scale back, to hunker down. And I'm not talking about um, going into warfare and all that. Uh, most of this, this stuff that we call warfare is, is baloney. It's not even true. Um, God says in his word, if you will just stand, you will see the salvation of God. If you will just not retreat, not surrender, I will come and I will fight for you. I will defend you. So a lot of this warfare stuff that we're doing, it's not even warfare. We're out claiming land, um, and yet we've got issues in our home. God isn't even in our home, and we're, we're out thinking we're going to do things to bring him into our regions and our land. Um, that's, that's another teaching for another day. So the Holy Spirit has said in 5782, I'm bringing my people into a, a greater measure of rest, but they have to allow me to bring them there. How do we do that? We do that by softening our hearts and allowing the Word of God to point out the things of our soul, um, the things of our flesh, and the things of our spirit. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit to show us things that are grieving Him, that are keeping us from walking with Him. So I challenge you, please read um, Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 4. Read it in his presence. Let him reveal some things uh, in there to you. So it's interesting um, in the Old Testament where the word rest is mentioned. That word rest in Hebrew means abode. It means a place to abide. So when the writer of Hebrews says that God wants us to enter into his rest, what he's saying is there is an abiding place that Jesus talked about in the book of John. There's an abiding in him. There is a rest in him. And this is where we've got to get. So as I'm praying more into this, uh, this prophetic word, the Holy Spirit began to unravel some more things about it. Uh, one thing is he, he began to speak to me uh, reminding me about Matthew chapter 24 when Jesus said uh, he's talking he's laying out a timeline of events that will take place before his return and he says as it was in the days of Noah so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man they were eating and drinking and marrying and, and so forth so the Holy Spirit dropped it in my spirit that there are keys to what he's doing in these last days that, that line up with as it was in the days of Noah. Uh, two specific things about that. Number one, when the, the rain stopped coming down during the flood, Noah sent the dove out from the ark to find dry land. 
And the scripture says that the dove returned because it could not find any place to rest. Well, a couple of details that are in that. Number one, it says that it was a female dove. So it's really bringing out the um, attribute of the Holy Spirit. It was a female dove. And it says not just that the dove could not find any place to rest, but it says the dove could not find any place for the soles of its feet to touch the ground. So scripture didn't have to go into that much detail, but like Jesus said, um, I came to fulfill every jot and every tittle, and I will make sure that it's done. Everything that is in the scripture is for a purpose. So what does the sole of the dove's feet have to do? It, go, it, it relates to the promise that God made to Abraham. He didn't tell Abraham everywhere you walk or everywhere you tread, but he specifically said, everywhere the soles of your feet touch the ground, this is land that I have promised to you and I will give to your descendants. So there is a connection there with the sole of your feet touching the ground and that land being claimed. Why would the dove need for the soles of her feet to touch the ground? Because that is the promise that the waters, which represent the sea of humanity, the flood that's coming against the church, have receded, and the Holy Spirit has a place where he can stand. So, again, I want to emphasize that right now, we all feel like the earth is being flooded with darkness and gross darkness, like the tide is rising. Uh, it's like in recent years we've seen uh, the whole thing about um, the, the polar ice caps melting and the water rising on the earth. Um, so in similar fashion, darkness and gross darkness among humanity has risen to levels that the earth has never seen. Yes, there has been wickedness since the day that Cain killed Abel, but we are seeing more wickedness based on the earth's population right now. So what God is saying is, I want you to connect with the Holy Spirit and I need you to make a place where the soles of his feet can touch the ground. In the book of Acts, the church prayed and said, God, give us courage so that we can preach the gospel, so that when we stretch out our arms to pray for people, it is your hand that is working healings, signs, and wonders. So it's interesting. Um, what they're saying is we are so abiding in the Lord. We are in that, that's the Hebrew word for rest. We are abiding in the Lord so much that when we reach out our hands, to pray for the sick, it's actually the hand of the Lord that's touching them. When we walk uh, doing signs and wonders like Peter, um, the scripture says that his shadow was healing the sick. How is that? Because Peter had found that place of rest. He had, find, had found that abode in Christ so that even as he walked by people, they were being healed because the presence of the Lord that Peter was abiding in was going out from him and healing people. So number one, concerning the days of Noah, I need you to, to abide in my rest, abide in the Lord, 
and allow the feet of the Holy Spirit, the soles of his feet, to touch everywhere that you walk, and he will begin to claim that land for you. That he's going to push back the waters. The waters are going to begin to recede. God is right now working to push the darkness back, push back humanity that has encroached itself on his people. God is going to push back um, humanity and this darkness so that there is a place for his Holy Spirit to stand. Number two, I found a key in the story of Noah. If we go all the way back, uh, a few generations before Noah, we see that Adam had a son named Seth, and then Seth gave birth to Enoch, Enoch gave birth to Jared, Jared gave birth to Methuselah, Methuselah gave birth to Lamech, and Lamech gave birth to Noah. So in this, the Lord showed me that there is a progression here that tells the story of the gospel. So we see that the name Seth means substitute. So we know that Cain killed Abel, and then Adam and Eve conceived again, and Eve gave birth to a replacement or a substitute for Abel who had been murdered. And then Seth, the substitute, gave birth to Enoch, and Enoch's name means strategic planning. And then Enoch gives birth to Jared, Jared's name means to descend, and Jared gave birth to Methuselah. Methuselah's name means a shoot, and then Methuselah gave birth to Lamech, whose name means humble. So we see here the story of the gospel, that Seth, the substitute, his name means that humanity needed a substitute. What had risen up against uh, humanity needed someone to step in, kind of like the second Adam, and be a substitute. So once it was known that there needs to be a substitute for the man that had died at the hands of sin, then Seth gave birth to Enoch. Enoch means strategic planning. The scripture says that Jesus was the Lamb of God before the foundations of the world. So long before even creation, Jesus had already agreed to be the Lamb of God, which even from creation was going to be 4,000 years from the time that man fell until Jesus would be born. So Jesus' identity was strategically planned even before creation existed. They knew that there would have to be a substitute, and there was a strategic plan on how God would work to restore man, to make this substitute come alive, and they would have to send the second Adam. So then Enoch gave birth to Jared. Jared means to descend. So who is he who ascended, but he who also descended? So before Jesus was uh, raised from the dead and resurrected and ascended back into heaven, he was first God who descended from heaven and came to earth. From that descended, there is a shoot. Scripture gave a prophetic word that says, out of the root of Jesse, a shoot would come forth that would redeem the people of Israel and the people of the world. So it's kind of like the spiritual state that Israel was in in, in the last few centuries before Christ was born on the earth, 
Uh, it was almost as if spiritually the enemy had come in with an axe and had cut down the trees, the forest of Israel, uh, spiritually, spiritually speaking. So of the house of David, there didn't seem to be a remnant. There didn't seem to be someone who was uh, spiritually elected or chosen by God to fulfill the scripture of a Messiah coming forth. So the scripture prophesied and said that out of the root of Jesse, out of this tree that's been cut off um, near the ground, and the enemy thinks, I've cut down this tree, I have kept the Messiah from coming, I've kept this prophecy from being fulfilled, Jesus can't come because I have cut down the house of David. Well, it's almost like spiritually there was a rain that came through and watered that tree stump. You know, it's kind of like if you cut a tree down in your backyard um, and then you go out a few weeks later and you see this shoot coming up out of the stump. Well, that shoot was Jesse. Out of the root of Jesse, I will bring forth one. So here comes this shoot that is the name Methuselah. And then Methuselah gave um, birth to a son named Lamech. And Lamech's name means humble. So we know that Jesus left glory, the glory of heaven, and he humbled himself and became as a man according to scripture. So let's go back through that real quick. There had to be a substitute, Seth, for humanity that had been killed by sin. There was a strategic plan, Enoch, that was put together and Jesus decided that he would be Jared or he would be one that would descend who gave birth to Methuselah and he would be a shoot out of the root of Jesse to fulfill prophecy and give birth to Lamech. He would be humble. He would humble himself as the Messiah and then Lamech would give birth to Noah and the, the name Noah means rest that there would be this fulfilled work of Christ coming as the Lamb of God, this strategic plan of a substitute that would descend from heaven and be of the root of Jesse, and he would humble himself even to the point of death on a cross in order to bring forth Noah, in order to bring rest to his people. So again, I wanna emphasize, starting September 7th, 2021, the beginning of the Hebrew calendar, the Holy Spirit says, I'm warning you, get into my rest. If you do not get into my rest, you are at risk because there is a winnowing that is coming forth in the body of Christ that is gonna be stronger than the previous winnowing that we've experienced in the last 18 months and the church is going to be tossed up in the air like the grains of wheat and the wind is going to blow harder and any of the chaff is going to be blown away and friend it's okay if there's things in your life right now that you know are sin that you know is quenching the holy spirit that is grieving the holy spirit friend just repent of it and get it out of your life ask god to forgive you ask jesus to wash you in his blood and and rebuke every demon that has taken advantage of these sins and then ask the holy spirit to restore your heart your mind and your will so that he can walk with you friend even if it's somebody that's come against you and done you wrong stop blaming them 
Yes, they might have done you wrong, but you cannot blame them for you thinking less of God and for you having rejection holding onto your heart. You have to forgive them. You don't have a choice. You have to forgive them. You have to release them. You have to forgive God because you think that God made you vulnerable and, and God allowed you to be struck in such a way that you thought God promised he wouldn't allow. Friends, the scripture says, if God um, didn't save his own son, what makes you think he's gonna save you? So you just gotta make up your mind, come hell or high water, I'm gonna walk with God. No matter what the darkness does coming against me, no matter um, what circumstances I'm put in, whoever comes against me, I've made up my mind that I'm going to walk with God and I'm going to love Him. So last, the Holy Spirit uh, began to speak to me about a seal. So whenever the farmer would bring in the, the wheat harvest and they would let it dry out and they would toss it up in the air with the winnowing fork, the wind would blow away the chaff and the grains of wheat would fall to the ground. Now eventually this wheat would be ground into flour to make bread with, but until then it was put in a storage area that was dry and that was sealed and it was kept and it would even be dated so that they would, would know uh, when the date of this harvest came in. It was sealed so that rodents couldn't get into it and eat it. It was sealed so that water, uh, moisture, couldn't get into it and, and ruin this seed. So the Holy Spirit is saying that there is a winnowing that's coming forth. There's a tossing up of the body of Christ corporately and individually. And this time there's going to be a harder wind blow across the wheat while it's in the air than what we've seen in the last 18 months. It's going to be a harder wind because every bit of the chaff has to be separated from the wheat. But the Lord says, if you will let him deal with you, deal with your heart, deal with your relationships and, and deal with the sin in your life and get it out, get forgiveness and let him heal your soul, he will store us in his protection, in that secret place, in his high tower. Um, the Lord is a strong tower. The strong tower was the place of the castle where when the castle would come under attack, uh, whoever would go into the strong tower, they could uh, shut this door that was impenetrable. It didn't matter what happened to the castle, nobody could get into that place. This is God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. We've got to know his name. We've got to start identifying ourselves with the Lord. So when we get born again, the Bible says to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It also says to be baptized in the name of Jesus. That's actually a misprint there. It's not in the name of Jesus. It's be baptized into the name of Jesus. It's just like when a woman marries a man, she marries into his family name. So we've got to know the name of the Lord. We've got to get fresh Holy Spirit revelation of the name of the Lord like we've never had. Because that is the only place that we have a strong tower of security and protection where the Lord can store us. And the Lord says, there's a, this is part of the promise. If you will humble yourself and repent, 
come back to your first love and let me put you in my name, which is a strong tower. I will seal that strong tower with my Holy Spirit. So just like when we get born again, uh, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians, uh, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, and Ephesians chapter 4, that when we got born again, the Holy Spirit was put on us as a seal that would keep us until the day of Christ's return. But in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit that you've been sealed with. If we grieve him, go back and read Ephesians chapter 4, it'll tell you the things that we do that grieve him. This grieving can break the seal off of our lives and we might not lose our salvation, but we will lose a lot of the protection that God is offering us in the last days. So the Lord is promising, if, if you will humble yourself, I'll make sure that you make it through this next wave of the winnowing. I will store you up in my name, which is a strong tower, and I will seal the door. I will seal it. I will surround you and nothing will get to you. So friend, I just want to encourage you, get alone with the Lord, find fresh revelation, receive the Father's love, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, get fresh revelation of who Jesus is. When Jesus reveals himself, he doesn't just brag about himself, he's not just showing us who he is, but he is revealing a key that will help us to get through the times and the seasons that we're in. We were not meant to evacuate seasons. We're not meant to be rescued from seasons. Times and seasons are meant to be walked through. And the revelation of Jesus Christ that we get in those seasons is the key that takes us from, from the beginning of that season to the end. If we make it through these seasons, we are coming out of it stronger. We are coming out of it with more of God's character, more Christ-likeness, more love, more perfect, mature, equipping love that will begin to cast fear not only out of us, but out of our homes, out of our congregations, out of our workplace, out of our neighborhoods and our regions. God is working in these last days. He's about to move. There is a shaking coming on the earth in the year 5782 that will make the last 18 months pale in comparison. But if we humble ourselves, God's going to use us because we are his children and he works through his children. So friend, I love you. Um, I've got more to share on this later. Um, so stay tuned. I appreciate you listening in. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your financial support. Uh, check out our website, uh, torchbearer.me. And um, just be encouraged. If you need prayer, if you need someone to talk to, um, reach out to me. I'm here. Uh, I just want to help the body of Christ. The Lord told me over 25 years ago, he said, I'm going to use you to help prepare my son's bride. That's what I live for. So I love you. Thank you. And God bless you.